All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Ready or Not. Today, we're talking about how to be different than you were yesterday. Let's get into it. What's up, everybody? This is Joe with another Ready or Not podcast. I'm in the studio with David Axe. Hello, hello. And Lindsay Trujillo. Believe hey, it or not. Hey. Yep. You guys said it, right? <laughs> yeah, you said it, right? You yes. Got it? Got that silent, that H sound or, with the J. What is Trujillo? Is it Trujillo? Trujillo. Oh, I didn't say it right. From Spain or something? Well, my last name's Roadheaver, so... <laughs> You all got better names than I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trujillo. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Well, got it. welcome back, guys, and super pumped about this episode uh, because uh, we got Lindsay here, and we got David here, and we're talking about uh, so, like not self-help, but self-help, not self-help. Not because self-help. Not self-help. <laughs> but helping yourself. But helping yourself. Mm, but not really. Well, in a world that we live in, where if you go on Amazon, the number one bestsellers out there are self-help books. Yeah, 10 Steps to Financial Freedom. Yep, or... yep. We, we, we've heard them all. And is there a place for that? I guess is that what, what we're going to talk about today. Is there a place for that in the Christian world, in the, in the, Christian, in the Christian life? Um, and I'll start it off with you, David. What do you think? No. No. Okay, <laughs> simple. <laughs> simple. Moving on. I'm, I'm just, I mean, in the sense of needing to make yourself your biggest project? No, absolutely not. When you are your biggest focus, something's wrong, something's off, and it's going to be take a long time to untie the knots in your own shoes um, when you are your biggest focus. Well, I, it's my personal, that's my opinion. I know we're not well, quite on the I, gospel I want to hear. Yet, I want to hear Lindsay's opinion on this, but first, what do you mean? Why is it, uh, why is that such a big problem? Well, <laughs> I mean, this can go forever, but... Yeah, don't do that. If it's you're focused... Okay, so the short, condensed answer, right? Because we're not even in the door yet of this conversation. But if you are your focus, then nothing else is. And your whole life's going to be based around what's best for you, what you like, what makes you comfortable, how people need to treat you. And you're going to end up actually destroying relationships rather than building them. You're going to start missing out on opportunities rather than stepping out into uncomfortable ones, but they're going to be amazing. You just don't know it yet. Uh, and so you begin to build your own prison cell when you are your own focus. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yes. podcast done. Nice. See you guys. No, <laughs> All right, that's it. It's, I mean, I, I uh, totally, but what about you, Lindsay? What do you think about these self-help books? Uh personal growth, maturing, the importance of that. I agree 100% with kind of what David was saying, but when all the self-help books are me, about me, all yeah. centered about me, and when you, Christ hasn't called us to be selfish, His, he gave us a perfect example of being selfless. And so I think when we do what Christ has called us to do is serving others and making our lives to serve him and, and how to serve others. In turn, he is the one who's sanctifying us and he's the one who's making us better, but he does that work. It's not our job to do yep. it ourselves. Yep. Great stuff. But is there, so to come back a bit, yeah, right? Yes, mm -hmm. please pull back on the reins because yeah. I know I came out of the gate pretty well. <laughs> oh, this is great. We, we're going, Hot to try. we're going the long way around. So, uh, but, uh, is there a place for it though? Because I know for me, 
personally, I've I've seen I've read books that have challenged the way I've thought about myself, about the way I act, and of course, um, and and and, cha- and, and, and have nav- changed the way I live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily because I was um, all about myself, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we could touch on that. But is there a place for these so, types yes. of things? I think I think right. We can be wildly passionate, like no, never. Um, but in reality, when there's an area that you are weak in or not knowledgeable about, it's wonderful to be equipped. And so, yes, you can go find these books or a podcast or whatever it is that's going to help you out to grow in that area that you are currently not really strong in, whether that's um, you come from a, a wild terrible dynamic growing up in a broken home and you need to read a couple books on like what is a Christ-centered family supposed to look like to adjust your thinking like that's great do that uh if you grew up just blowing money and throwing it out the window while you drive down the freeway and you realize like huh there's probably a better way to manage my finances like go read a couple books on finances yeah so i think there's a place for it when i think for me looking at this it's it's looking at at, at these things, whether they're books, podcasts, different things, as tools and resources to to yes, better myself. But like, if if I were to go build a house right now, and I don't know anything about building a house, I need to go read and study on how to build a house, and and I'm going to do that through YouTube or books or talking to someone about that. In the same way, I cannot know everything about. Uh, mankind or history or or all these different things uh, about, or even myself, and so I'm going to learn about things in these books, but I think the, the, the important part here is I'm going to always bring it under the submission of the Lord, uh, because for me, it's like I might be reading something about how to be a better leader, right, uh, to those around me, and reading a leadership book to better, to be a better leader for myself, but also it's because, Lord, well, what, what does your word say about being a leader first? Yeah, absolutely. Let me start there. Um, but so in talking about this personal growth and maturing, how important is it in our lives then to focus <laughs> on that then? Uh, Lindsay? Um, I would say it's very important because, I mean, the Bible talks about we shouldn't just kind of in a way uh, be babies the whole time in our in our faith. And yeah. um, as we grow and in our age, and you've been a believer for a while, your knowledge of the word should grow deeper. Um, knowledge of who God is should grow deeper. Um, and I think it's important because we can't, I mean, lots of things in this life will hit us, lots of things, whether it's like a trial or whether it's a circumstance, things will pop up. And if we're not spiritually mature, then we will have nothing to stand on. We'll kind of just be still little babes trying to, (laughs) you know, eating milk there rather than solid food. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Paul even rebuked the church. Like, Mm -hmm. you guys, you should be teachers of the word by now, Mm -hmm. but you need the basic principles, the milk, like you just Mm -hmm. talked about. Mm -hmm. So there was this lack of growth that they were rebuked for not stepping into. Uh, And we've all seen, we maybe even know someone who's that like 40-year-old boy or that 50-year-old little girl. Yep who, when they don't get their way, act just like they did when they were 10, uh, that is just unbecoming of a believer. I really think we should all be challenged by what Paul said. Like, when I was a child, I 
thought like a child. I did like a child. I did everything a child does. But when I became a man, I put away those childish things. Uh, and that kind of leads to a, a lot of different stuff. Like it's okay if there's immaturities in your life at the moment, but it, it's not okay if those immaturities remain a year or five or 10 from now. Yeah, I think there's, and there's both sides of this, right? There's the the person that isn't even thinking about growing and is is stagnant and and uh, maybe because that's out of out of ignorance that isn't even aware, right? That they sh- they aren't growing, and they're just kind of living life. And then there's the other person that is all about themselves, right? Kind of what we talked about at the beginning, right? That they're so consumed with being the best version of themselves that they're they and they know what that is, right? I guess instead of letting the Lord dictate what that is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I, I think, or you could be in the, in the middle somewhere where you, you might know you should be growing personally. Uh, you're aware of it, but you're just not doing it. I'm curious what you guys think. Um, this idea of growing and maturing and we'll say in the Lord, because we want the Lord to be leading it, but that, that involves the way you think. So that's the, this mental growth the way that you allow thoughts to come and go, the way you allow preconceived ideas to whether take root or not, uh, prejudge people yep. that, based on appearance, all that stuff. So it's your mind. It's how you handle your emotions. It's what you do with your free time in the Lord. So he's the one really leading the way. But I'm curious what you guys think. How much of that growing is this intentional pursuit to grow versus this natural thing that should just sort of happen as you go along? Does that even make sense as a yeah. question? Okay. Yeah. I think it depends on, I think a small, personally, I think a small percentage just happens um, because circumstances change. Whether When you're from a kid, you go to high school, then you go to college, or if you go to college and you get a job. You know, so those things, you'll mature a little bit depending on where you're at, what stage you're at in your life. Um, but just because you have a job doesn't necessarily mean you're super mature or, you know what I mean? And if you've been a believer for five months or five years, you know, it doesn't necessarily, unless you've been pursuing, um, doesn't, pursuing the Lord, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're super mature. Um, so I think a small portion does happen naturally, but I think you really have to be intentional about it. Um, because I know in high school, I wasn't super intentional about being mature in the Lord, but college on, because college is so worldly that you have to be on guard and yep. I was like, okay, I need to be grounded and know my word so that I'm not swayed. Um, so that is kind of when a big portion of, and serving here um, at church was just a big portion of when my spiritual growth just like matured. You think forced decision making almost forces maturity or lack of maturity? Like you said, there's these opportunities, right? You're at college, party, don't party. Well, you have to make a decision right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you're either going to mature. So this natural thing becomes an intentional thing. Uh, I think God uses natural circumstances to do supernatural things in our lives all the time. But, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, with both of you, uh, with, but almost there isn't, like you said, there's this natural circumstances force us to be intentional, right? So there is a part of it that's intentional uh, on our parts to make a decision whether we're going to go left or we're going to go right, all right? And I think that can even be, a, a intentional decision to to grow, right? An intentional decision to to be better equipped for the next decision, whether that's finances or 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 leading people or whatever it is. 
but there is a natural growth that the Lord takes us through. And when, when we, it says, uh, the word says, right, he is the vine, we are the branch, and that he, he like, when we produce fruit, he prunes us so that we might produce more fruit, right? And that it fruit naturally gets produced in us, uh, but I think those the Lord uses those circumstances in our life to produce fruit, right? Those trials that we go through or whatever it is, and then we intentionally have to make a decision to to we intentionally have to make a decision for whatever it is. But so it's a mixture of both. I can't say one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I, and I think that's the thing. It's not a two separate things, really. It, you're talking about this every day. You're going to live, right? There, it's going to happen. Today is happening right now. But there should be intentionality on how you live the day. Like, I can't choose who does or does not walk through the door in an hour, but I can choose how I deal with it. Uh, I can't choose when I get home tonight, is everyone going to be super happy? Is it going to be stressful because, you know, the stove's on fire? Like, I can't pick that. It's going to be natural, but then the intentionality of how you handle those moments is where the growth is. And thinking about it, you know, if I want to grow as a baseball player, like, well, pick up your mitt, go get a bat, and, like, start practicing. If you want to grow in business, like, take some management classes, take – to just grow as a person. Like, it's so – how do you even set course? Like, where are we headed? How do you know where to go versus being lost in the the sea of just confusion? Yeah. Uh, I, well, I guess the, w- the question that you're asking, too, is, like, well, what if – how do we – what does that practically look like to personally grow or or mature? Yeah, yeah, and even more specifically, I mean, I think the end goal as a believers, like, well, I guess the end goal in in management is taking management classes, in sports is practicing the sport, in life growing, it's like, well, the end goal is to be like Jesus. Yeah. So chart your course for Jesus, and you're at least moving in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, but then on a practical side... I know as guys, and then I'm guessing girls think different. I've never, <laughs> um, and maybe there's natural hurdles or or areas of life that you've got to refine differently than guys do. I don't know. I mean, we'll find out right now. But from you guys, I'm just interested. Think through for a minute. One or two areas that are unique to you know Joe's being a guy, a man. These are things that most guys tend to have to figure out how to handle in a mature way. It's not natural, and then. Lindsay, for you, I don't know if we want to do ladies first and make sure. <laughs> um, but, you know, well, things that girls need to to put their minds towards on purpose, I think is what I'm asking. Yeah. Lindsay, did you want to go first or I can go? I think you should go. Okay. Let us know I'll what the go. guys think. <laughs> Putting my mind first, I mean, ultimately, it's it's being a con- conscious and intentional with with what the end goal is, Right. I think that's the starting point practically for me is if I want to grow personally, uh, if I want to grow in the Lord and maturity, it's knowing that he is the goal, right? And so being close to him. And so be, making being intentional about, about pursuing him and seeking him, right? It says, uh, I mean, if you've listened to this podcast at all, <laughs> you've heard me say it, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. But it's a it's an intentional seeking is an intentional thing that we do. It's 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 when it talks about the the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? Fearing the Lord. I was just reading in today in and Psalm and Proverbs, um, I think it's Proverbs twenty three. It said, "Be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day," and it's like there's a 
an intentional zealousness that we're supposed to have to fearing the Lord and in, and, and, and revering him. And so, and that's just a conscious act of, of, of trying to stay in that present consciousness of like that God is real, that he exists. And not only that, like he is my father in heaven and these truths. And now a lot of that's being grounded in the word. So starting off in the word of God and in prayer and being intentional about that. And then through that, um, all these other things I get to experience because of who God is. I, I'm like reading this book on physics, <laughs> like just like, I, I don't know, like it's about quantum physics and all these things that like it's way over my head. All right, go Joe. But yeah. It's like, I want to do that because I want to grow in my knowledge, not just for knowledge's, knowledge's sake, but man, there's just something, God has created this world and it's an amazing thing. And it's like, I want to know more about what God has done because it makes me want to like, Knowing that that stuff exists and knowing more about it uh, moves me to worship him more. Yeah, he's brilliant, right? The brilliance well, of God. I mean, well, science is <laughs> always like, oh, we, we got to follow the science. Well, God created all science, so sure. created everything. I don't know if that answers your question at all, but that probably gave Lindsay <laughs> enough time to answer your question. So, <laughs> Thank you, Jared. <laughs> so, Lindsay, one or two areas are just like, all right, as a woman, here's things you need to do, apply our minds towards them and take seriously. Yeah. Um, I think there's like one big thing that it's a struggle for, I, would, I don't want to say every woman because if you don't, great. Of course. But if you do, it's mostly like, okay, what, when I get to a certain age, what am I supposed to be at, at this stage in life? That's like something that we, we focus on. And it's usually in the twenties, probably early twenties, because there's a lot of like romantic movies out there. So they always <laughs> want to be like, have a relationship status at a certain age or a marriage or, or marriage at a certain age. Um, so that's something I think on a lot of women's minds. And so that's starting in high school, kind of something that they think about. And I think to, in order to continue to mature and not have that be a, such a fixation and such a, um, something that that's their goal. Um, it's something that I talk to actually a lot of young women about is making sure that the end goal is not that relationship, not that marriage, not that status of whatever it might be. It's Christ, just as Joe was saying, it's, that's the end goal always, yep. always, always. And so that kind of just really, in any sort of situation that might, or a circumstance in their lives that might be like, okay, um, I'm struggling with this. Hey, if that's your end goal, pursue Christ, and then he's going to fix those no, that's, things. That's awesome. And I think if if you think your end goal is your end goal, mm -hmm. uh, just think, can your life end when you achieve it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I, marriage is the end goal. It's like, really? If you get married at 28, does that mean you're done? Yeah. Then what? Yeah. Not even close. Then what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome. Listen, you, yeah, you got to see the bigger picture in, in marriage specifically. That's great. Well, it's interesting. I was talking to, I've actually talked to a few people just about that stage of life, right? Like they're really worried about um, who they're going to marry, what that's going to look like, and all of that. And I get it. And I remember the weight of that in that season. And I also know the things that I'm going through today in my life, like whatever it is, dealing with thinking about raising kids or my job or whatever it is, and the weight of that. And uh, they both seem about the same <laughs> as far as weight-wise, yep. but two different things. You're two, just trading out one two, responsibility for another. And I think you learn, I, I, as you grow, as you mature, you learn to just manage that weight or in, in a sense, ca or cast off that weight onto the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to take your yoke on. Yep. Mm -hmm. And because he, 
I, I remember that just being so consuming and at 21, 22, 23, and because I, you get so tunnel vision. And that's where, like, exactly the end goal being the Lord, everything else kind of, uh, it doesn't fade away. Obviously, those are big things, but they, they, they take their, they, they get prioritized correctly, sure. I guess. Mm-hmm. So is that, did you have to walk yourself through that or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be real, yeah. <laughs> I was early 20s and it was, I, it was something that I didn't even realize I was kind of. That's what I wanted to ask. Like, yeah. how did you go from having this idol type thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then realizing it was there mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. letting it go or whatever? Yeah, it was like the Lord's mercy completely. But I was just serving, you know. Living my life, going to college, but it kept the the thought kept coming up. When is that going to happen for me? When you know, you see your friends going relationships and things like that, and you're just like, man, when is that going to happen for me? And then the Lord just convicted me one one morning in my in my time in the Word, and He was like, well, how often do you think about this, and how often do you think about me? And that was where it hit me and convicted me, and I was like heartbroken that I did that to the Lord, you know, for so long. And um, it was that mo- morning, that moment that He, I just had a change my heart and be like, okay, when I put Christ first, he's, he's going to take care of this. He's taking care of me this many years of my life. Of yep. course, he's going to continue to do mm-hmm. that. So my, it was his mercy completely to show me like, he's the end goal of my life and he's the one I should be pursuing and anything else that he decides to do in my life along the way. Awesome. Great. But I'm just going to keep my eyes on him because it's when your eyes are on him that that joy comes too, you know, and you're not so distracted. But even that coming to light in your life mm-hmm. was... That came out of what that like that that recognition that mm-hmm. revelation that he you had put a relationship above him or whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, that was brought to light through what oh probably a combination of um, just in the word and also just looking at or hearing from my friends here um, I have like just awesome, awesome godly friends, godly women in my life who just pour into me. I don't even know if they know they do it, but I soak up any chance I <laughs> can get to talk with them and to, to glean off of them. And just them just speaking faithfully on on how to live faithfully to the Lord. I'm like, whoa, that's where their focus is. That's where my focus wasn't always, yeah. you know. It would go back and forth, but I'm like, uh-uh, it always has to be on the Lord. So it was just kind of a combination, I think, of both. That's awesome. And that's even th- that natural intentionality. Mm-hmm. There's natural conversations happening around you, but intentionally like taking in that wisdom, like soaking it in, applying it in your quiet time. When you see the Lord, the Lord doing the work as mm-hmm. well in your life and that him bringing it to the surface, I guess, so you can see, oh, I, and, and like I've experienced this in my own life. It's like in that quiet time with the Lord, do I, in that, in, in being in the word or in that hearing someone talking about the things of the Lord, the Holy Spirit uses those things mm-hmm. To grow us, right? Mm-hmm, so then it's, then you're like, it is a natural thing by the Lord doing it, oh, right? Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it, uh, it, it, and it's a beautiful thing, right? Um, that uh, to see that, that the Lord does that, but it's through, I guess, seeking him that you saw that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you have to. So I know, I, I think this is real, in the same way you said, like, this isn't true for every right. girl, but right. a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> I know in just talking with a lot of guys and having been one for, uh, you know, 39 years, there's a couple areas that I've watched. And Lindsay, maybe you can come up and be and say, hey, that's actually true for girls too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know for a fact for just men who are growing and maturing, 
there's a couple things I've watched that from a young mind to a more mature mind, they've stepped into. And so uh, for all you guys out there or ladies, if you're looking for a mature man, here's a couple things, indicators, <laughs> right? Uh, even though you just learned how to let the idol of marriage go. <laughs> but I think one, as a guy, needing to understand the value of time. Uh, we can, as guys, we can waste time really good, uh, whether it's just fiddling around with video games or our hobbies for hours on end. Um, but we can we can waste time. And I think as you mature, you begin to realize the same thing in the Bible. It says, Lord, it's this desperate prayer. Teach us to number our days. Uh, it's, this is not an unending life. The eternity is coming. But Lord, teach us to count our days, to number our days, and to value time differently, uh, not to become a workaholic, but man, are you using your time with any level of wisdom and maturity? Uh, another one that I know was a drastic thing that happened in my life was how you handle people. Just just people, good people, bad people, easy people, difficult people. How you handle people and see yourself in light of who they are and your role is a big moment of transformation of like, you know, Jesus says the greatest of all will be the servant of all. And if you begin to put yourself in that position in everyone's life, maybe things don't feel so personal when before you used to get your feelings real hurt or you work out conflict differently or you reach out to the, the loner that maybe you typically didn't do that. Not because you're mean, you just didn't see them. Um, but that the way you handle people is a great area to begin to give to the Lord. How you handle time is an area to begin to give to the Lord. Uh, and then the last thing I think for me, if there's three for guys to kind of focus on and grow in, um, just ownership of self. Like, would you take ownership of yourself? Uh, when you blow it, be like, hey, I blew it. Because No, because, no, but, not, no explanation. Uh, and you can, I can get too militarialistic over this, right? I, I thought I was going to go blow away every bad guy in the world and be a Navy SEAL and all that stuff in high school. But I actually went to like a two-week boot camp, and no matter what happened, even no matter what happened, the drill instructor would be like, uh, what's your excuse? And you were not, the only response you were allowed to give as an individual or as a group, no excuses, sir. And then there was times you'd say it alone, What's the reason you did this? No excuses, sir. Uh, you could have an excuse because that guy ran his truck into me. That's why I got <laughs> mad. Like, no, no excuses. <laughs> or as a whole group, you know, you a hundred guys. And the answer was, there are no excuses. Um, and as a man, just realizing like, you got to take ownership for yourself, for sure. I think this plays into, you know, both just men and women. Um, I don't think it's either. Yeah, no, again, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's but... Uh, there, there's two things that I think about that kind of help me with this of, of wanting to grow. And it's um, at the end, I'm going to stand before God and he's like, it's just going to be me and him. That's it. And and he's going to say, you know, what did you do with the life I gave you basically? Right. And what did you do with my son, Jesus Christ? And that's real sobering if you meditate on that, you know, uh, real quick. And then from there, um, I look around and I say, okay, Lord, you've given me these resources. And I think about the parable uh, of the, the, the servants with the talents, right? Sure. And, you know, there's the, there's a, the, 
the servant that you know doubled what he was given in talent, and then the other one that was as well, and then the guy that just buried it on the ground. He said, "Like you wicked servant!" <laughs> like, and he takes what that talent, the talent that that he gave that servant, and he gives it to the one that had more, the most, the most, yeah. right? And um, and when I talk about resources, I'm not just talking about money, uh, but it, I, it includes money. It's money, time, what we have access to. Like I think we we live in a world with access to the internet, you know, like any time in history, no one else had that, you know, we have access to any book we want, whenever we want, YouTube, and there's like this wealth of stuff that we can learn and grow in, and it's okay, but it's it's having both those things, right? Lord, what have you given me? And recognizing that I'm going to stand before you, Lord, and you're going to say, what did you do with it yep. that mm-hmm. I gave you? Mm-hmm. And that... Uh, that's why I, I even looking at the physics thing is like I just want to like grow like I have the access to learn these things about physics that no you know a hundred years ago someone didn't so yeah. that's awesome in all of this right and talking through it and thinking about you know growth um, can it become an obsession yeah I think it, it's kind of with anything in life but the more you think about it the more you fixate on it. Um, more of a priority it becomes in your life, anything could become an obsession. And I think that's kind of where we have to tread lightly and be careful, especially if you're like looking at other books or looking at other avenues other than the Bible and how to like grow, which is again, not a sin. It's just proceed with caution kind of always. Um, And just to make sure that anything that you are doing, just double check. Does it align with God's word? If it goes against his word, exit, run away, you know, to stop what you're doing and go back to his word and see what it says, see on how to do that. But, and even in in that process of, okay, I want to, you're thinking, okay, now I want to, you leave this podcast today and you're like, okay, I want to grow spiritually. I want to be so mature. Awesome. Don't make that your everyday thought, every moment that consumes you, you know, it's still Christ. Christ is the one who should be consuming your thoughts and ask him, Lord, I want to be mature for you. I want to grow in my walk with you, and I want to be a good servant, a good leader, a good man or woman, whatever. Um, but just show me what that looks like. And yeah. he's the one who can help to make sure he's first and yep. you do it his way. I, I love what you just said. And I think I think it's true. I believe it's true that a lot of you think we only have Bible, Bible, Bible. As believers, I feel like we're doubly blessed. We have the Bible and we have the studies that the world yep. has done, whether that's on the mind, it's on agriculture, it's on, you know, anything and everything. And like you just said, you take the good parts, the parts that are woven into scripture that that aren't anti-Bible uh, or biblical truth, we can glean from both and then just cast off the lies, the chaff, let it blow away in the wind. Um, a lot of times I think believers bury their head in the ground and the world's becoming more intellectual and more victorious Mm -hmm. and the world's becoming more successful because we won't apply. And really the wisdom they have, like you talked about physics, is the stuff God made anyway. We know the author. Like you can read anything and everything, do anything and everything, and we should have the Holy Spirit discernment about, oh, that part's weird. Like, I, that's definitely not going to apply to how I manage business or how I grow my almond farm or, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, secret, I, I want to be an almond farmer one day, but I think I do. Ammon farmer. Uh, yeah, almond, almond. <laughs> well, real quick, yeah. uh, something that came to mind is, is, have you guys ever come across someone that 
thinks they're spiritually mature <laughs> or oh, thinks they've arrived mama. or they're mature. Yeah. Uh, or have you ever experienced that as yourself, I guess, even? Um, and and have you come across that? And, I mean, what is what is how do you fix that, I guess? In yourself, I guess, if you think you're mature or that you're spiritual mature, how do you, how does that even get fixed? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah. Because I don't know if you yeah. would. Am I making sense? Chime you in. are, you are. Um, yourself. How do you fix it on yourself? I think, okay, you have to present to the Lord because you can think all these things about yourself and even maybe ask friends, I think too, who are godly and know the word. Um, hey, the, you know, I'm trying to pursue and be a little bit more spiritually mature, you know, whatever you want to say to your friends. I don't know. Um, have some people hold you accountable to see, okay? Yeah. Is this, is this right? Is this just in my head? But that's kind of like you have to humble yourself a little bit because it could be a pride thing where you think, I I'm I got it and I don't need help, you know? Maybe if that's where you're at, probably take some, you know, thought and and, and just kind of seek the Lord and say, hey, you know, God, I, I don't have it all because you, you don't. So let's just be real. You know, you need the Lord's help. So if that's kind of where you're at in the moment. <laughs> I really, really, really believe that mature people don't walk around thinking they're mature people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if in your mind is like, oh, I'm more mature, that is, right there is a tell sign, <laughs> yeah. probably not. If you think you're mature. <laughs> but, but mature people aren't sitting there thinking how mature they are. That is an immature thought. Um, now, and again, just the subtleness of the enemy and our own hearts and the deceitfulness yes, thereof. Yes, absolutely. There can be this like, well, I'm not necessarily saying I'm better than other people. I'm just not as bad as them. It's like, well, that's a backwards way of thinking you're better than them, which mm-hmm. is an immature thought. Uh, the scary thing about self is that pride is a hard one mm. to recognize. Yep. Uh, and so it, you got to come to that point of like, I love, if you read the whole thing in context, when David said, Lord, search my heart and know me, try all my ways and show if there's any anxiousness or wickedness in me. Prior to that, he talks about how he hated the enemy, and the enemy hated God. So this was an ungodly enemy, terrible people, and I've hated them with a perfect hatred. I mean, this is a grand statement, and mm-hmm. it's probably true. But he thinks, God, they hate you. I hate them with a perfect hatred. Hmm. But just in case I'm wrong, <laughs> search my heart and know me. Right. And there's this like, even when we think we're spot on, is Probably a good time to go just sit down for a minute. Yeah. Well, in the some of the most mature people I know are the ones that don't think they're, uh, that really don't even, it's not that they don't think that they're mature. They just aren't thinking of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. That's true. And and I think true humility is a sign of maturity. And that is, yeah, that's it, good. That is something to, uh, humility is something that comes uh, when you're, when you encounter God. Yep. Uh, so, uh, that's, that's to, to, to kind of sum it up and lay on the plan. I mean, it's really seeking the Lord and letting him, uh, mature you yeah. <laughs> however he wants. No, that's great. <laughs> Can I throw one more thing in before we no. cut the end? No, you do it. <laughs> um, you just, something you said a minute ago, when you meet someone who thinks they're mature and they're not or whatever, how yeah. do you help that person? And one, you may not be able to, mm-hmm. I mean, pray. Because when they think that that's a haughty spirit and the Bible, man, warns people greatly about pride and haughtiness and arrogance because their fall is going to be great and sad. First of all, our heart should be broken. Like, oh no, they're, they're going to have a moment of crushing. Yeah. Um, But I think 
learning to ask people questions like, hey, the way you just talked to your mom, like, do you think that's, what do you think about people who talk the way you just talked? And trying to put a, the pebble in their shoe, I think I've heard it said before, yeah, and expose it, but man, you're never going to just fix them in a minute. Yeah, it, it's not your job to fix them. Nope. Right? And, and it's it's the, like you said, just putting a pebble in their shoe maybe, uh, praying for them, right, loving on them, and... Um, when, when you think you can save people, I think that's a sign of immaturity anyway. So, <laughs> but you got, yeah, you got to do something. Yeah. It's yeah. love. You can't ignore it. It's but, yeah. love, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and out of love, you want to ex- like ex- kind of hold the mirror up a little bit, right? <laughs> Say, Hey, yeah, don't shoot love, the messenger. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll let you land the plane, Joe. Sorry. No, it's good. Uh, if you think you're mature, you're not. So how about that? <laughs> oh man. Ready or not. Ready or not. That's it. <laughs> but really guys, um, man, we, we all need to humble ourselves before the Lord and realize that he is God and that he is our father in heaven who loves us and that he uh, is is sanctifying us and continually, conti- he has sanctified us and continually sanctifying us. That's right. And, uh, and learn to embrace that. Embrace what that means and let our Father in Heaven lead that. Yep. Anyways, guys, love you guys, and we'll catch you on the next one. Adios. See ya. Bye.